ride with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a long run. Um, 15 miles. I ran with my friend, uh, for eight miles. We ran, uh, like towards East Lansing from McGuire park mm-hmm. and then came back and then he left and I still had seven more miles and I'm like, Oh, oh I'm just, ho- I'm just hoping I'm done by noon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i said i was like i could do part of it with you like i would be a good warm-up partner and then i'd be like bye what's what's part like like a mile too oh god i haven't ran in forever so i don't know anymore (laughs) (laughs) i think uh like having a pacer is a good idea having somebody that helps you run right um because like the first eight miles with my friend cipriano like we just I don't know, just chatted. We got into a rhythm and he helped me keep pace. Mm-hmm. So, and then after, after he left, I had to like pace yourself, pace myself, which actually was a lot faster than the pace with him. But yeah, I mean, that's why I like running on like trails and off road. Cause I hate running in busy neighborhoods or busy streets. Well, then you got to stop all the time. You have to like stop for cars or like. I don't even it throws me off and I'm just like this isn't even (laughs) enjoyable I thought I was doing good and it just threw me off (laughs) I don't even stop anymore I I typically just run out and like I mean unless there's a car like right there (laughs) otherwise they can slow down good luck (laughs) hope you're prepared to jump on the hood or something (laughs) if they don't stop just just do one of those superhero moves and just (laughs) on the hood of the car Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I ran a trail yesterday or didn't run. I rode a bike, uh, on a trail yesterday in Grand Rapids Okay, where I plan on doing my marathon. And, uh, it's a really nice trail, but what I liked about it was it was at a park and then, so you park the car and then you can Mm -hmm. jump on the trail right there. Yeah. And you can also take it to like John Ball Zoo and like other places in town. Yeah. But, um, what was nice about it is it like, it was a giant loop. Like I believe it was like seven ish miles around and so like that's that's the trail that i'll be running um but i really like that like man i wish lansing had something like this right other than hawk island like hawk islands like yeah eh. the trails there and the river trail and i mean the last time i went on the river trail by myself i got yelled at by some homeless people really (laughs) where were you running at i mean i I guess it was like more of a walk Or were they yelling, like, telling you to speed up? No, nothing. <laughs> I was literally just walking and you know, like the Michigan Midwestern, like you kind of smile and work and like the <laughs> smirk, not work. <laughs> <laughs> and you awkwardly like say hi to people. And so I was doing one of those and I was awkward smirk. Hey. And then she didn't say anything to me when I said that. But then like when I came back and turned around because of the construction by Lansing Shuffle, she yelled mm. at me to just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> mm, wow. I was like, yeah, it was very loud, and I. Well, that's was, probably somebody that has mental illness for well, sure. Pop, it still startled me. <laughs> <laughs> I ran that way uh, not too long ago with my friend Zoro, and there was two homeless people that we ran into, like not literally run into, but they were like one dude was sleeping under a bridge, and then another guy was sleeping um, mm-hmm. at a like a bus stop, like an enclosed bus stop, and I was like, oof. Yeah. Man, what would that be like? I don't know. I mean, some days I feel like I'm about to find out with <laughs> the prices of everything. And yeah, it's like my rent went up and I was just like, what did I agree to last year when I renewed? Well, what's crazy is like I've been homeless before. 
Really? Like, yeah, as a kid, I was homeless. Oh, no. Like, legit been homeless. Like, living in a hotel room and, at times, in a vehicle. Um, but we were put up by the Red Cross okay. in a hotel room and uh, for a few weeks. But, yeah, what's crazy about that, like, I remember that. And thinking, I remember thinking, like, I don't ever want to experience that in life. And especially as an yeah. adult, somebody that has kids, like, I would never want my kids to go through that. Right. And so, like, it's interesting to, like, see older like people like in Lansing like the people that we ran by were like old like older yeah, they're yeah. like 50s maybe 60s it's like what what went wrong in your life to where this is where you ended up was it mental illness was it just not a lack of opportunity like what what was it yeah it's always crazy it, like this whole story too because I saw the pod meets world show last night and so it, as adults like we're going back over boy meets world and all the life lessons you learn <laughs> and you remember Sean he lived in the trailer park and that one episode where his dad gets up and leaves to go searching for his wife across the country and he took the house because they live in the trailer <laughs> and basically left his kid homeless in Philadelphia and so I mean, as a kid watching that, it's like, you know, it was always upbeat and stuff. And Chet was always like a great guy and just had that sense of humor. But then as adults, they're rewatching it. We're rewatching it with them. And they're like, how dark is that <laughs> to have your mom leave, your dad take off to go find her and take the house. And then you're feeling like left and unwanted living with your best friend. And then ultimately the teacher takes you in and it's like. That's wild. I never picked up on that as a kid. Cause like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I knew it happened, but like I said, like all the characters are just like so supportive of each other and loving where, and yeah. Where do you think like a storyline like that comes from? Like, is it from somebody that experienced something like that or was it just like, like, I mean, because every story is like inspired by something, right? Generally. I should have asked that. There was like a Q and a last night and I was just like, I had like nothing because I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I was so focused on embarrassing my daughter. And I was like, that, but that's a good question. I'll go to another show and I'll ask. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I would think that that's inspired by something. Mm -hmm. Probably. Yeah. It's like all I know was I learned where the name Topanga comes from. But that's what does it come from? Um, there's actually a Topanga Canyon in Colorado, or not Colorado, oh. California. Okay. And it's yeah. legitimately where all the hippies hang out. <laughs> Ah, okay. And so, yeah, they said one of the producers was driving by and Named somebody called at the time. And yeah, her name is Topanga because of Topanga Canyon. Wow. How inspiring. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about this. I feel like just mentally drained. I don't know. No it's worries. weird. I'm trying to like get into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talking. <laughs> we're doing it we're doing it's it we're doing fine it. yeah so what's what's been what's been new i know that since the last time you were on the podcast you met with somebody from new york correct pennsylvania pennsylvania mm -hmm. okay um how, how did that go what was that like what was and how did that come about oh my gosh she is an absolute angel so um i've been pretty candid about like the fda current rules regulations and whatnot and I posted it on my Instagram and so she works well she volunteers for this restaurant now Tiffin Indian Cuisine they also have reusables for all their stuff and so when she saw my post from the Ingham County Health Department about the restrictions and what I need to do she was just like oh we had to fight the same restriction call me oh, wow <laughs> so I called her on Father's Day and we talked and 
I was had this massive headache because I didn't know what to do. Like what I went in with the health department, I had what I thought was a standard operating procedure that I took from updated food codes. And they're like, no, this is your reference material. This isn't a standard operating procedure. And so I was just like, oh my God, what do I do? It's like, it's common sense. The chemicals kill like 99.9% of germs. Like don't store it in funky places. Like, like use common sense, you know, right. something's nasty. Like, yeah. And so, yeah, she was just telling me that I don't need to spend a bunch of money on third party testing because I was quoted like anywhere from 9,000 to $16,000 for that. And I didn't, <laughs> but it's like, what else do I do in that company? They have experience applying for variances with the health department. And so I thought like that was my best bet. And she goes, no, why do they create restrictions when you can just vary variance your way around it? They just want a filing fee. <laughs> and I was like, that's a fair point. <laughs> hmm. So what do you have to do now? Well, her being the angel that she is and like this whole cause is very near and dear to her heart. She actually emailed me all the forms and what got their health department there to approve with their standard operating procedure. And it's already translated in Spanish. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> yeah. So is this something that this is the FDA? Yeah, the FDA. So um, it's federal. Puts out the food code and the yeah. states choose when to adopt a new one. Oh, okay. So each state, like some states are like more with it and more current. Other states are like, like lagging Michigan. behind. Like yeah. Michigan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you get them to update that? I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> I have Googled it and we're like, who adopts it? Like, because I've just shown up at like random things to talk to city people, senators and just. And what is the response? Because I know that you, you're always like every time I have a politician on, you're like, tell them about my business. I know. Um, tell them about it. <laughs> so so what is the typical response when you talk to somebody who's a politician or a public figure? Uh, actually, a lot of people like my idea and they're not aware it's a restriction. Wow. Yeah. And they're like, has anything been introduced? And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like you're in there. I'm not. <laughs> wow. So who do you have to talk to in order to get it changed? Like, who's the person in charge? I don't know. Like, Let's call them out. Who is it? I know. <laughs> if anybody <laughs> knows, please tell us. Like, now I'm kind of leaning towards MDART again, because I thought it was them initially who adopts the food code. But yeah, do a Google search. Like, I yeah. Googled it before, but it's, like, no clear-cut answer that just, it wants you to dig. Just, like, with the variance form. It's, like, once you get a variance form that from the health department, you realize it is nowhere on their website, and you have to, like, get a meeting and Would ask Would it be for in it. Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Food and Drug Administration. Mm -hmm. Um so was it updated the last time in 2009? Yep. Wow. So. Michigan Food Code right here, 2009. Chapters one through eight. Does it list anybody who worked on it? Not that I recall. Like, I remember it was like section... 4.13 or something that states the whole thing because I've I've been through it a few times. How many pages is it? Oh, it's 219. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what, what part of this pertains to you? I think it's in section four. 
Where's that at? Scroll, scroll, scroll. I think it's like page in the 60s or 70s. Oh. Why do I still know this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should, right? <laughs> I mean, I do, but yeah. This is how many times I've been through it. 60s? I think, yeah, it's like like late 60s, early 70 pages. No, Wait, we're in part three now, so wait back down. No, cooking baby. No, further down. Okay. Well, maybe later 70s. Okay. Um. No. Keep going. Yeah, section four. I know that much. Oh, what was I way off with my page numbers? Damn it. i tried would it be this food identity presentation and premises labeling Mm -mm. contained contaminated food food. um right here yeah i think it's equipment utensils and linens okay um yeah, because that's part of the characteristic, safe, durable, and so. What part of this do, are you like? What part of this affects your business, and it, what what part of it keeps it keeps you from just starting your business? Okay, so right now people can bring in their own containers, mm-hmm. but um, the utensils the restaurant uses they cannot touch the container in any way because you. I mean, you don't know. What, what they're bringing in. Yeah. Some people don't wash well. and uh, yeah. So I you have to have a way to san- uh, sanit- properly mm-hmm. sanitize these. Right. So how would you do that? So like as a third party, that's the part that's not allowed. Like if anybody wants reusables delivered or just have it ready for pickup and not bring in their own container and have to wait around for like 20 minutes for their meal to cook. Mm. That's my struggle because I'm the third party. But like I said, there's nothing new that really needs to be done because all the dishwashers that are commercial and in restaurants, they are designed to kill like practically all of the germs. So the problem is, is taking a container out of a restaurant and then bringing it back. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the part they're concerned with, but they said I could do it for um, non potentially hazardous foods, which is like your bread with yeah, just bread pretty much and <laughs> so have you partnered with any other restaurants other than um Aaron and not yeah because people are interested but you know when you work so hard to start something everybody they're like oh yeah let me know when it's legal mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and you get approval from the health department then we're down <laughs> and <laughs> I mean I don't blame them you spend like your whole life building something and um yeah you don't want like one little bad thought out thing to bring it down right so in the places where they do do this, what is their food code? Uh, not 2009. <laughs> like 2013, 2017. Um, I know Michigan was going to do it pre-COVID. Yeah, I remember you but telling me. Yeah, that. they didn't circle back to it. But in that COVID time, I think 2021 is the last one that FDA did because they update it every four years. And so I think they were like, oh, well, at this point, let's just read the new one and adopt the newest one. Mm. But at the same time, it 
is also like time and money because I've I've cleaned out a kitchen. I found like the little books from the 2009 food code. So they will have to send updated guides to like all the food businesses in the area. And I bet that is probably time consuming and costly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Why is it so difficult? Why is everything going to be difficult? I know. It's like, I thought this was my toned down version because I wanted a zero waste restaurant. And then I was just like, I'll just make it easier. How about I meet people where they are and I'll just wash the dish. Washing dishes is apparently more complicated (laughs) than anybody could ever imagine. (laughs) (laughs) How many people on average uh, use your service? I, it depends on like the time of year and what Aaron's cooking. (laughs) So I think roughly 20 ish people a week on average. Yeah. It's summer. Like when people are gone, but yeah, I know shawarma week is big when she does that. (laughs) That sounds good. So yeah, it's usually anywhere from 50 to 80 containers that go out with her once a week orders. And so we're, over like 2,000 items saved from the landfill just from her once a week wow. deliveries. Have you heard anything about the East Lansing? Because I know that at one point you were saying East Lansing was struggling to um, er, with their trash uh, service. Oh, Have yeah. you heard anything about that? I haven't because the developer that I was talking to from East Lansing, he was one of the many people that um, up and quit. And he... He quit his job. Yeah, he yeah. quit his job because of some behind the scenes stuff i know i don't really know but that's what that's about all i know and so he actually got a new job in ohio where he's from with his family so he is no longer here and i no longer have inside details ah gotcha well that's frustrating yeah um and i I know that at one point you had said msu was implementing the same thing on campus yeah they were trying to because that's what um the ingham county health department told me they're like oh yeah msu came to us too and we haven't approved a variance for them yet either for them i would think it would be easy because they're not really necessarily taking it out right yeah it's like out of the cafeterias into dorm rooms and having students like returning them right yeah I mean, because, I mean, you could start, yeah, I would I would assume for them it wouldn't be a big deal. Right, and they have all the money and resources. <laughs> and so, like, that yeah. was, like, kind of, like, off-putting, and I got myself down. I was just like, damn, if MSU can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's frustrating. But I can that's do it. That's super frustrating. I can do it. You can do it. I can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the attitude, right? Yeah. You get, that's the attitude you need to have. Right, because, again, I don't know... Like it is an idea and it is on their radar, but I don't know how many, how much time or resources they are spending to it. Like all their employees, you have a list of things to do every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. maybe a group of people is they're not working on it every day. It's like maybe a downtime project or something. I don't know. Well, and it might not be a priority. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, because if they don't care about like waste, mm-hmm. then yeah, what's the incentive? Right. So I don't know. Yeah, there's lots of big people that won't talk to me yet, but one day, <laughs> one day they will. <laughs> who who are you trying to talk to? What I mean, obviously, I know that you're trying to talk to any politicians that you can. Yeah. Um, but who who like who's that one person that you're like I want to talk to them about this specifically? Like that person might actually make a difference. 
oh my god, anybody with a louder voice with a megaphone. <laughs> So um, like a governor? Yeah, something like that. I kind of beat myself up every time I see like little posts about the city of like the mayor, the governor, we're here. And I was like, damn it, why didn't I go to that? <laughs> it's like when they did the re-inauguration, I was like kicking myself because like I knew I went, I voted and then I totally forgot about that <laughs> ceremony. And I was just like, you are so dumb. <laughs> Ceremonies are the last thing I want to go to. I know, but I, I you, do what I got to do. You sent me that thing for the city council, and I'm like, yeah, I have no desire to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was running that day, and he was like, no, that's more important. Right. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, Speaking of, like, politicians, holy cow. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> you got some press I got, out I got there. some heat. I got some heat for that one. That was bad. I yeah. mean... It's, yeah, it's the way people are. It's like all or nothing and just cancel anything you don't like. I don't think that guy had any ill intentions. I think he spoke from a place of like. I think like. He meant well, but. I think he meant well. Yeah. And I, 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 mean, I talked to him afterwards. And one thing he said is that he was extremely nervous. Oh, and yeah. I don't yeah. think he had ever done a podcast before. And so he also didn't know like what kind of questions I was going to ask or like what to expect or anything like that. So, <clears throat> um, he was nervous. And so his answers did seemed weird. Like mm -hmm. they seemed like, uh, like he had kind of thought him up on the spot and, uh, yeah. which he made, he might've, but the thing is like, I felt like people were digging into the conversation. Like, like he said this about Lansing being like a, a fork in the swamp or something like that. Yeah. I was like, that's not what he meant. Like, Right. He was talking about like on a bigger scale, like in Michigan, it's just like people drive through Lansing and it's just, it, mm -hmm. they don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. I agreed with that. And yeah, it's trying to like recall like facts and items. I remember you asked me like how much trash goes into the Great Lakes and it's like, I don't know that off the top of my head. I know it's in the millions, but it's not yeah. like anything I can recall and get it like down to the T right. Right. Yeah, I wasn't, the thing is like with that, epi that episode with him, I was not expecting any hate. In fact, like for a week after I posted that episode, it got like no attention. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And so, and then like all of a sudden on a Monday, I was like, what's going on? <laughs> like my views shot up and then Shannon, <laughs> Shannon started commenting all over it. I'm like, oh boy, oh, this no. isn't good. And then, <laughs> and it's then. It's not, but it is. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, people get mad about uh, being canceled or whatever, which I wasn't even canceled. You can't cancel somebody who's uncancelable. Like, it's not like right. I have a network We're or something. We're still here. Like, <laughs> I'm still doing this. You're not stopping me from doing it. But the thing is, is like, when you get like bad press or bad attention, it doesn't feel good. Right. And so, but what people don't realize is when that happens, it just blows up your platform. Like The video went from 13 views to like now has like 228 views. Yeah. Like... That's pretty high. I was for trying a to think of politician. something controversial to say, so we could get. Oh, you want to get controversial? I don't know. We I, can do it. We could get controversial. Yeah. What do you think about Jason Aldean? Oh, I haven't heard the song. I don't oh, know. you haven't heard it? It's like I I saw the headlines, but it's actually pretty crazy. I think it's crazy. It probably but. is crazy, but yeah, I've done zero research aside from reading a headline, and so yeah. honestly, I know. But that, that, but that's, I mean, that's a respectable response because like most people will just jump on board a, a, a hate train a just hate train, because yeah. from one headline. Right. And they're like, oh, he's a racist. He's a racist. I didn't <laughs> read the article. I have zero idea what's going on. And 
Yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty it's a crazy time. Like, yeah, we live in a time where if somebody doesn't like what you say or what you do, then they they want to get rid of you. Yeah, and they want to ruin your life, and mm-hmm. it's it's a problem, I think. But yeah. the thing is, is like it doesn't it doesn't ruin your life because then people want to defend you, and then people come to support you, mm-hmm. and then they subscribe to your channel, they start listening to all your music, and then they're just like, oh, yeah. fuck them. Like yeah, those people. it's hard too because yeah, there you have your supporters and the people that want to cancel you, but there's like no bridges being built right. to like merge people. We're still dividing the country. But we're not focused on yes. real issues. Exactly, and that's the problem. Like I think we could point out the real issues, what we agree are problems, and start the conversation from there on how to make it better. Right. Yeah, I mean, but. That takes work, and it's a lot more oh, fun no, to hate not on somebody. Work. <laughs> it's a lot more fun to hate on somebody. Oh yeah, true. I uh, went last night and seen the movie "The Sound of Freedom." Oh, I've never heard of that one. You haven't heard of that? No, oh, that's it's a been really good. Barbies movie. all over my feed. So, the Barbie movie is interesting. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Barbie movie out until I went to the movie theater, and then every girl's wearing pink. Yep. Um, people are walking in with blankets. I'm like, why is it, what's with the blankets? Like literally everybody had a blanket. And I'm like, why? I don't know. What's with the blankets? I don't get that. Should we Google that? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so Barbie and blankets. I mean, I know she had her Malibu dream house with the bed. And I was like, but that doesn't make sense. I mean, to bring a blanket unless you get cold in movie theaters in your but skimpy Barbie dress. Every, and that maybe that's the case. <laughs> maybe that's it. You're wearing like, yeah. you're all Barbied out and theaters are cold, but. Yeah, unless there's like some sort of theme. I have no idea. Let's see. I'm going to Google it. Barbie blankets. Hmm. I was looking on the screen and I was like, I want to see your results. (laughs) Let's see here. Why is everyone so damn excited about the Barbie movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny headline. I might have to click on that one. <laughs> right. Uh, this is a preview of our pop culture newsletter. The Daily Beast obsessed. Re- okay, I don't care about that part. Uh, I remember when the first Harry Potter film came out. Okay, I don't care about your thoughts of Harry Potter. <laughs> uh see here okay maybe this wasn't a good article good headline though got us to click it did (laughs) it did they 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 succeeded in to you people um yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know all right people going to see the barbie movie if you brought a blanket tell us why yeah, it was weird because literally everybody had a blanket. My wife's like, why do they have a blanket? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they don't want to get cold. And then I started looking around and I'm like, everybody has a blanket. Why? This is weird. I don't know. It's really weird. Okay, I'm going to have to go find that out now. Just <laughs> <laughs> because. So anyways, you said you saw the song, Songs of Freedom. The Sound of Freedom. Sound yeah. of Freedom. So the Sound of Freedom is about... Um, it's about this guy who worked for uh, uh, Homeland Security. Okay. And he ended up going on a mission. Or he was in charge of uh, putting together an operations uh, for saving uh, trafficked children and going after pedophiles. Oh. And he ends up um, coming across like this ring, like a pedophile ring. Bust, bust a guy. And then it led to him uh, saving 
a kid, like the story that the movie The Sound of Freedom is just one operation that he's done. Mm-hmm. But um, that operation specifically, uh, his dad dropped his daughter and his son off at a, it was like a talent show type of thing. Okay. And they told him, uh, come back at seven o'clock. They, they told the dad to come back. He wasn't allowed to be there. So they like start taking pictures. They start videoing oh. the kids. There was a bunch of kids. And um, the dad leaves, comes back. Everybody's gone. Kids just kids just disappear. So this guy gets put on this mission to find find the kids. Mm-hmm. He found the son, um, and the dad begs him to find the daughter. Yeah. And he the move the whole movie is him trying to he's, he's in this operation in Colombia. Um, I think they were from Honduras, um, and he's trying to get the daughter back. And mm-hmm. she was sold to like some a kingpin like down in the swamp like in the swamps of like columbia or something yeah um but it's a extremely compelling story it's a true story completely true um and there's a lot of controversy around it too yeah like they're trying to paint the guy who um the the main guy his name's timothy ballard Mm -hmm. they're trying to paint him as like a QAnon conspiracy type of person Mm -hmm. but like everything that he's done has been filmed he films all his operations and they're oh. trying to say that the things that he's portraying in the movie aren't quite as extreme as what he's making them sound sound like because they they in the movie they paint a picture where there's a lot of elite people involved in this yeah which clearly there is with Probably. the whole jeffrey epstein thing like there was a whole yeah. island dedicated to this jeffrey epstein had ties to bill clinton he had ties to all these other people right. that were significant people mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he dies in prison um from hanging himself, which we all know wasn't true because everything that correlates to his death is consistent with him being strangled. Mm -hmm. So conspiracy, but you know, (laughs) there's the controversy for this. There's the controversy. (laughs) And then I'm like, wait, 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 no, no, no. Cancel, cancel. (laughs) But no, so the movie was really good. It's a true story. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I recommend seeing it. Okay. Yeah, I have to Yeah. get my bet. But back to the movie theater. <laughs> then I think the last one I saw was Cruella DeVille. Mm, how was that? It was good. Yeah? Yeah. Meant to go see The Little Mermaid. It's like, I don't like, I don't get like the ads like I used to reminding mm. me to go to the movie. My wife is just saying that. She's like, I don't see anything so then for I movies. I don't think about it. And yeah, I know like that got a lot of good press too. And so I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to see it. I should, okay, maybe I'll do that after this. <laughs> but... <laughs> Because I haven't been. <laughs> it's crazy because we went to the movie theater and we bought two drinks, just two large drinks, and it was $15. And our movie tickets were $22. And I'm like, how is how is our drinks almost just as much as a movie ticket? Maybe that's why I haven't gone. It's expensive. <laughs> I Yeah, and I'm, yeah, you know, entrepreneurs are poor. <laughs> yes. That's my other thing, too. It's like I think about it, and then I'm like, I'll wait till I get money. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just not enjoy life until then. I enjoyed life last night, okay? <laughs> True. So being an entrepreneur, like, how do you, I mean, because you're obviously limited on resources, you're limited on t- uh, not maybe time, but, mm-hmm. like, how do you enjoy life? Like, do you... I mean, because like for me, like somebody who works full time, like obviously my paycheck's consistent, but I'm still an entrepreneur. Like I'm still doing it, but I, my livelihood is not dependent on, on that yet. So, so like my, my way of life hasn't changed really, but Mm -hmm. for somebody that 
is just all in at this point. What is, what is free time and like going out on the town type of thing look like for you? This year has been really tough. Like when I quit everything last year, I had a decent savings built up and I wasn't as deep as I am now. So it was a great old grand time. Like last year, like I saw um, me and Aaron's like first video from last year. I was like, wow, I look so not stressed. (laughs) (laughs) I was just (laughs) so optimistic and I still am. But like I said, I have like those little Rapunzel vibes where it's just like, oh dear God, what am I doing? It's like, it's almost August. I don't know how I'm going to pay rent at this point. And I do keep going back and forth where it's like, you know, I am qualified for like a regular nine to five job and I could get like a regular paycheck for a little while. I think about it and I'm like, no, like that's how stubborn I am. So in my time, like I've end up cleaning churches because basically it's a very flexible schedule. I'm allowed my hours and as long as it's clean by Sunday or any other event, like I'm good. <laughs> but that's not paying enough. And so I'm thinking about other side hustles I could do. But then people say, well, at that point, you might as well just have a nine to five. But at the same time, they're not as flexible as what I have yeah. now. Because with a nine to five, they'd be like, oh, you have a meeting, use vacation time, like make up that time later. And it's just like, I can't. It's like I have a kid to worry about, too. And yeah, so I don't know. I I have. Why did you pick such a difficult business? Because I'm so (laughs) stubborn. (laughs) I do this to myself all the time. I've actually been compared to a black cat where like. (laughs) I am in free fall and my mom is such, she's like, she's like a cat. She just always lands on her feet. But at the same time, I'm like, how many lives do I have? (laughs) I'm like, is this number nine? Is this it? (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, it's like this summer has flown by and I haven't done a lot except for go to pod meets world. That's like, I haven't even really been to like one of the, big beaches yet luckily my sister rented a cottage and she asked me up to dog sit and so i got one night (laughs) free (laughs) for dog sitting because her and her husband wanted to go jet skiing and the place they were doing it was like over an hour away and they didn't want the dog to ruin it airbnb or anything so did that um yeah (laughs) So, so do you find like a lot of like just free type of events Things like that, things locally going on. Uh, it's like actually, I haven't even really tried. It's like I am working Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Tuesday, Thursday. I have various meetings, and I try to do something on my laptop. And then I don't know. The day just goes by. <laughs> it's I like understand. they say, as you like get older, like time flies, and it really is. And like I said, it's like summer's almost over, and I'm like shit. It's going to be August. <laughs> it's like, I need to go do something. Yeah. But t- yeah. Time, time definitely goes by a lot faster when you're older. Mm-hmm. I- I'll be 30 in September. Yeah. Shut up. I'm 35. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that's okay. Last night I was 12 and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, uh, last Saturday took the day off of work. We were supposed to work and we went to, um, junk in the trunk had a, a ribbon cutting oh nice uh for their new location so we went there i actually got that that skull there with the horns sweet and uh yeah i got that there and then we went to um the meridian township uh 
farmer's market to mm-hmm. try to get food and there re- really wasn't much there. Aaron was there. I yeah. Got, I, got, I think I got, we, we got some muffins. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. I love her muffins. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anybody assigned to butter your muffin? <laughs> no, 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 nope. So we oh, bummer. got some muffins. We left cause there really wasn't much to eat. And then, uh, went to high caliber, okay. took, took the kids on the mini go-karts, which that was, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I did the mini go-karts with my kids, and I look ridiculous. Really? Yeah. I look ridiculous. There's a video. I'll show you later. Okay. There's a video. I look like <laughs> this. Like I'm just, like, in it like this, and I'm just, like, I, I don't know. It's completely ridiculous. But as yeah. I was passing, like, this little kid, he's, like, <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to be racing. <laughs> but. Oh, yes, you are. I beat those little fucks, and I got first place. There so you go. That's what that's what you need to do. You need to race little kids. Exactly. Oh my god, that <laughs> reminds me. My friend had an open house because she's um going back to college later in life to go to med school, and so she has five kids. Oof. And so for like her little party open house for all the kids, she rented a bounce house. Did the adults go in the bounce house? Yes. Yes, we did. But then like kids get in there, and they're like, "Hey, there's old people in there." And like <laughs> me and my friend, we looked at each other. We're like, "Excuse me." <laughs> And they're like, not you, the other older people. I was like, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Kids are so relentless and they don't care. (laughs) No, they don't. It's it's awesome. Uh, Yeah, it's funny. What's crazy is like, I remember being like a young kid and thinking like my, when my parents were 30, like that's so old. Right. And then now I'm 30 (laughs) and I'm like, I don't feel like I'm like that age. Like, no, I mean, maybe it's because my lifestyle is also different. Right. But. Like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem the same. And I don't feel 35 at all. It's like with my shorts and everything, like I used to watch like what not to wear on TLC. I'm like, am I too old for this? And then I was just like, they still fit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a show of what not to wear. It's an old show. Mm. It was like with Stacey London and Clinton Kelly. And it was, yeah, they did that back in the day when I was a kid watching adults. So like kids. Oh, and then they would go correct them because stuff would be too small or like i mean i get it there's some outfits where so yeah at what point what at what point in adulthood do you think you should stop wearing certain stuff like what what and what kind of things do you think you shouldn't be wearing when they don't fit and you've got holes in them like yeah but people buy (laughs) jeans with holes in them well there's like the intentional holes and then there's like holes in the crotch and other places mm. well i mean obviously you should throw things out then yeah but um, like uh, like style wise like when you see like young people wearing certain things and then you see like an adult wearing that you're like hmm. yeah i don't know it, something doesn't seem right here yeah <laughs> <laughs> i would say like Because you can tell, like, when something doesn't fit to the point where it almost looks uncomfortable for that person to wear. Mm. So, definitely that. Like, let yourself breathe, people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I wear short shorts and tank tops every day. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's been my whole summer get up. Because, like I said, I'm cleaning. And so, yeah, it's athletic shorts and grunge t-shirts, like, all day long. <laughs> so I used, I, I used to get made fun of at work for wearing short shorts. Like, and they're not even that short. It's not like my butt is hanging out. Oh, but, <laughs> but they're, they're like, like shorter. Yeah, they're shorter. They're like above my knees. Um, oh, yeah. They're like running shorts, like yeah. five, five inch seams. Yeah. yeah. Like people would make fun of me for do, for wearing short shorts. I'm like, so? I like those you, ones. You assholes are hot. I'm not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or are you? And they're not. <laughs> 
That's true. That could be the case. Yes. But like, it does not look comfortable to me when you see somebody who is for one heavier and then they're wearing cargo shorts that go down past your knees. Like that just seems like, ugh, like too much weight. Yeah. Well, the pocket um, depends what you put in your pockets. Somebody told me that cargo shorts are not in style anymore. I've heard that. Yeah. I don't know. It reminds me of like my time in Italy. Cause yeah, I was used to the guys here, like wearing like the baggier shorts and then over there it was like more tailored and i remember like i first arrived and i had like a gay friend tyler he's like hey Kendra, find me like a guy and i was just like dude my gaydar is so <laughs> off here <laughs> i was like this is a new culture all the men look good they have their shirts ironed and it's like tailored i was like i, I don't know <laughs> it is crazy like the difference in cultures and yeah i mean Like what is, I mean, obviously, because that's more of like a prep type type of like style. It is like a, you're right. Yeah. Prep style. And so, yeah, it was So like, what would America be? I don't know. Because I feel like we have a good mixture of everything. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But like my typical image of the American guy, like what I see, it's like, I can almost like picture like their seasonal wear, like you said, like with the cargo shirts, like a state or UFM shirt and probably a baseball cap. <laughs> and if they dress up, it is like those shorts with a polo shirt. Mm, I don't like polo shirts. Yeah. It looks too church boy to me. <laughs> it does. Like, Cause I used to have to wear polo shirts to church um, on a, like a Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah. No. Or like, we would go to do this uh, thing, this event like every now and then. It's called witnessing. Mm-hmm. So you go door to door, like witnessing to people. Yeah. And so you'd have to wear like khakis, like khaki pants, yeah, and then like a polo shirt. Yeah, that's talk about a dweeb. <laughs> like, like if somebody showed up at my door looking like that, I'd be like, Nah, get out of here. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what I imagine. Like guys that dress up nice here are like in the polo shirts and khakis or like the nice dress pants. I think my best example for like the females is like going to MSU campus during the winter, leggings, Ugg boots, and North Face jackets. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty basic. Yeah. I uh I don't embrace any of those stereotypes at all. I try not to. I don't like to. Yeah. Um I think like for me, like when I dress up, I don't even like wear a collared shirt. Mm-hmm. I wear like a nice like flannel or something. Yeah. Or, um, oh yeah, that's the other one for the, um, cider mill in the fall. Yeah. Everybody has the flannels and the boots. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Last year I went to a baseball game and I wore one of my summer dresses. And I felt so out of place. Like I was standing <laughs> in line. I was like, everybody was like wearing the same thing. Cause like, you know, the trend was like the crop tops and the shorts and like those sneakers. <laughs> and then there's me in my dress and I'm like, I feel like I did not get like the dress code (laughs) (laughs) you're definitely out of the loop on that one oh that's okay cider the cider mill like their donuts in cider is like there's nothing like it right it's like the best yeah it's a good once a year i don't even like donuts really but yeah but those are good my taste buds have definitely changed and so now i'm like oh that's too sweet you put what in there but yeah Mm. the the simple cider mill donuts are good yeah absolutely so um, you eat like pretty much a vegan diet, right? Yeah, vegan vegetarian. Vegan vegetarian. So you do eat meat then? Vegetarians don't mean eat meat. I mean, I have. Don't vegetarians go off the rails a little bit? I've been off the rails like a little bit because, like, when I did. What does splurge, going off the rails mean for you? It means I'm on vacation or I'm on my <laughs> period and I have a craving. <laughs> so, so when you are having a craving or something, like, what do you? What is? What does that look like? 
cheese curds. <laughs> oh, so it's a it's an animal product. Yeah, it's it, the cheese curds from Culver's. They get to me. Yeah, they're the best. We had them the other day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it was Virginia Beach when I took my daughter, like, before I was super duper poor. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're by the ocean. You got to have, like, seafood. And, yeah, I was talking mm-hmm. to a friend about it, too. Um, yeah, it's like when I'm traveling, yes, I want to try certain things. I still think my big thing is, like, I still don't want to support, like, factory farming or anything. So right. if you're, like, gonna eat something eat the quality meat from regenerative farms people Mm -hmm. who are doing it right and not do you know if there's anybody in michigan that do does regenerative farms i don't know i think the best bet is the people at the farmer's market but i don't know if they identify as regenerative farms or not well there's a certain way that you have to farm yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's like i know i watched it on that but now i can't even explain it (laughs) so i'm like (sighs) but yeah that would be the best bet though so, so when you were in Virginia Beach, what did you eat? Uh, you ate fish, obviously. The crab sandwich and mm. calamari. <laughs> and how was it? Actually, it was kind of a letdown. <laughs> really? The crab sa- I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't like calamari. I've had it once, but it's kind oh. of like, I don't know. Where did you have it, though? I couldn't even tell you. Was it it's been so long. by the ocean? or No, it was in probably Lansing. That's probably <laughs> why. <laughs> but I like sushi. Have you had sushi? Yeah. I mean, I love sushi. I mean, I spent a good majority of my life eating whatever. <laughs> so, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what made you change your mind? Like, what made you want to eat vegetarian, vegan? It was actually trying to go package free. And so, like, obviously, animal products and everything have packages. And so, I saw online. Does like, everything have a package? No, not your produce. You bring your reusable produce bags mm. and then you go to Horrocks with your glass jars and you refill. Yeah. It's mostly like plastic packaging. So like my flour and oils and spices, I think that's that's my leeway right there. So yeah, I ended up doing this vegan challenge just to try to not buy animal products. And it started off a little bit rough because I was like, I don't know what to eat. and so yeah i slowly started learning new recipes and everything and during that month i felt amazing like it was so easy going to sleep it was great waking up i felt like buddy the elf when he got a full 45 minutes i was like good morning (laughs) and yeah it was great and then um i think it was because too i was like on a more whole foods diet i wasn't doing the processed vegan vegetarian stuff so i was feeling extra good and so now yeah like when i do it i have some of the processed stuff i'm like man i really need to do that whole foods vegan thing again because i felt amazing (laughs) yeah i mean that's got to be the best way to go right yeah the problem is with like a vegan diet or um, a vegetarian diet is the processed stuff because Mm -hmm. i mean that stuff's just as bad right like oreos are vegan yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) they also have glyphosate in it yeah they do yeah Mm -hmm. and all those other funky things yep which makes it addictive which makes you not want to stop eating it yep yep i love oreos I know. I point that out to my daughter, too, because, like, I get that stuff, like, once in a blue moon, like, for a special occasion or for a sleepover. And she, like, downs a (laughs) family-sized bag of chips, like, her and her friends. 
And they finished like a family pack of like Oreos, something that I was just like, oh yeah, they'll have a few tonight. I can wake up and have some tomorrow. No, gone along with the chips and like the whole Blaze pizza I got them. I and, respect uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but we do talk about that. It's like, yes, I let her eat that. And I'm just like, do you understand why I don't buy this all the time? And I talk to her as she like goes through a half bag of chips and I'm like, Elodie, pay attention about how addictive that is. And then yeah. we have that yeah. conversation. And I was just like, yes, you had like probably more than a serving size. We need to clip it up and put it away. Like <laughs> both of us, because if we leave it on the couch right next to us, it is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And so absolutely. It's an open conversation in our house about how it's a sometimes thing and yeah. notice how you're still like grabbing and eating and it's not good to be doing all the time. No, it's not. I mean, and that's why like when you have chips or something, you should just, well, honestly, the best way to do it is like weigh it out. Yeah. That's what I do with uh, pork rinds every single day. I take a couple pork rinds to work. Yeah. And I used to, what I used to do was like fill like a sandwich baggie full of them. Stuff it. I'd stuff it yeah. full and I'd eat it like with my lunch. Like I'd have my lunch and yeah. then eat that. Um, But then... I, I was like, you know, I think I'm overeating. Yeah. So I started weighing it out and it's significantly less, <laughs> significantly less. I'm like, wow, I was yeah. like way overeating. And ever since then, like, I, I feel fine. Like, I don't feel stuffed. I feel good. Like, right. Like, it's not bad to eat things that are not necessarily great for you, but it's you, you got to do it in moderation too. Yeah. And that's the thing with like Oreos. They're so addictive that you can't do it in moderation. You eat like one or two and you're like, mm, yeah, I need it. I need more. It's a problem too. And then I noticed like how it's not as filling. Cause like I said, I went up North with my sister and I was just like, Oh yeah, I'll just eat what they have. And like, I remember having like a bagel and cream cheese while I was there and it wasn't, as filling as like some of the whole foods like I ate that thing and I was just like okay there's hundred some calories but I feel like I've also eaten nothing they make it addictive they make it feel like you're not full mm -hmm. and so then you keep eating and eating that's what glyphosate does yeah yeah it makes and you keep eating it's so crazy like when you're thinking about it and you're aware and it's yeah. just like yeah yeah i was like okay yeah, yeah this is this is why i don't spend money on this stuff because it's gone in five seconds it's like bad for our health it makes us sick yeah. and i'd rather spend a little extra money now although i think my lifestyle is actually cheaper than, than buying processed foods but i think seeing the thing is like i don't think there's anything wrong with it if you do do it in moderation like even if you choose to buy it and eat it like once a week like yeah at least at least moderate what you're eating that way, like, it doesn't become an, uh, it's not a custom norm. You're not like, yeah, you're not, your body's not adapted to it. It's not addicted to it. And you're not craving it. Cause once you get to that craving part, mm -hmm. like where you're like, oh man, I want some Oreos right now. Yeah. The thing is like your body only craves what you put in it. So right. once you get to the point where your body's like, I want some Oreos, right. then that's the problem. Yeah. Cause then you don't stop. At least that's how it is for me. I mean, I, I could see, I mean, Cause like cheese curds, <laughs> but yeah, like it's, that's what I do with my daughter too. And that's why I introduce it into our house because I don't want to be known as like the crazy psycho mom who <laughs> never lets her kid have anything. And then like, you know, she moves out and goes completely off the rails. Like right, that's why right. we have it. Sometimes we talk about it. We notice how our habits change when it's in the house mm -hmm. and I just hope for the best cross my fingers. And when she's 18, she's 
has her own money and does what she does. And all I can say is I tried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see here. We are 51 minutes in. So before we wrap this up, we have nine more minutes. Um, what do you, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to, what do you want to promote? Okay. I have not crossed any T's or dotted any I's. So like I said, I got that variance template from Pennsylvania. The goal for 2024 is to be in the Makata Club in downtown Lansing. Mm. So that is currently what I'm working towards. So is that when it opens up in 2024? Yeah, the goal is like spring 2024. They said um, in their dream world, they'll have all interested vendors applied and like set in stone by this October. So it's going to be like 15, 16 different food concepts. So they want to pull me in because they want to showcase what a downtown capital city should have. So something like that would be probably ideal for your, your kind of Mm -hmm. service because even if somebody's going there for takeout, they can put it in a different container. Yep. But if, they're eating it there then they can put it in that reusable and then they just recycle it somewhere in there and then they can just take it and wash it (laughs) what's that we're reusing not recycling right away (laughs) well you're recycling if you're reusing it right no you're recycling recycling like goes to a facility it gets melted down into something new reusing it is keeping it as is okay (laughs) okay well reuse it they could put it somewhere like in in the food court and then Mm -hmm. somebody come comes and collects it and then washes it in yeah. their facility so it doesn't leave the building yeah that would that would work for the food uh, code right i mean that's like regular dishes though have but, you yeah have you thought about it is like regular dishes yeah so. yeah but it's still yeah i see what you're saying mm-hmm. mm. i mean it works we also talked about um have, what, have catering ta- events catering because oh, yeah. like it stays in a location and then yeah it could easily come back right have you thought about the lansing shuffle uh, one of my mentors sent or is going to send an email to one of the developers. I didn't realize those people were out of Detroit. I thought it was the Gillespie's. Oh, I don't know. I thought, well, maybe they're working with Detroit people. Huh. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They said they would email their people and have them call my people, which is me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. So you, you are trying to get in there then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, that's a goal. And then um, for the makers, they are going to have like a little shop and everything. So if you're like making salsa or anything, they'll have a little storefront for you to sell. And then, yeah, I think the maker space is going to be more geared towards um, catering, food trucks. It's going to be in the downtown net building. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. So that's. Isn't that the Makata Club? Yeah, that's the so future the, home. Yeah, that's what they're calling. That's what they're calling the makers. Or, yeah, there's like the restaurants and then the food makers. So you're gonna have like five-ish restaurants, and then the rest are gonna be makers, which is gonna be like a kitchen prep space for, like I said, food trucks, catering, and anybody who wants to sell their products store in stores. Interesting. So we're. So the food trucks will just go inside the building. Like the people will just make their stuff inside. Yeah. Prep whatever they need to prep, load up their truck and go to their uh, event. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was confused too when they said food trucks, but like. I thought when I, you first said, I thought like food trucks would be parked along the side or something. That's what I envisioned too. But I, 
yeah, now that it was explained, I'm pretty sure it's prep and then put it in the truck and then go to their event. So are these like common use areas like kitchens or will like certain restaurants rent certain spaces? I think there was a map. It's still not done yet. So it's, I think it's going to be common shared, Okay. but yeah, it's not done yet. So I'll let, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Have you thought about that with food trucks? Yeah, that was another option too. Cause you know, like at the farmer's market too, they were also interested. And so just fill it, kind of do like a picnic vibe and just pop yeah. it in there because that could work too, possibly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's have you thought about that? Yeah, lots yeah. of thoughts. Yeah, I have lots of mentors. Yeah, lots of thoughts, <laughs> lots of fun. <laughs> Do you know who's a really good food truck is, um, oh, crap, uh, the Precious Piani? Piani? They were at the food market Oh, uh, once. Was that when I saw you? Yeah. With Aaron and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have that trail, like that horse trailer. Mm-hmm. Their food was good. I'll try that next time I, I see them. I had tacos. They were, yeah. I mean, they had meat in it and oh, eggs. No. Do you eat eggs? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. One of them had eggs and it was really good. Yeah. Really good. You have to she's there. actually coming on the podcast too. Oh, nice. Yeah. When she's coming. Uh, the day I'm supposed to run my marathon, so I need to reschedule. <laughs> <laughs> you can run and do a podcast. Just have her run with you and mm. run and talk. You should keep pace. I could probably do that. Oh, totally. That actually would be a fun thing <laughs> to do, I think. Yeah. I actually thought about that. Like if I could get somebody to video it. Yeah. Like run with me. I, I have the microphones. I could just clip on a microphone. I got a bike. <laughs> <laughs> you might crash. Probably. <laughs> You'll need like a tandem, somebody else behind. Oh, that's to, an idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll work. Yeah. I I did think about doing something like that. I think it'd be fun, but mm -hmm. I don't know. We still got to do our vlogging story. Yes, we do. And I actually haven't done anything with any of the vlogs that I did film, except for oh. one, one or two. Okay. Two. Well. We'll get there. Yeah. It's just time. Yeah. Too much time. Like, and um, now I'm working 10 hours a day Ugh. for who knows when, and I'm working Saturdays and it's like, like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do any of this? See, you might get to the point where you just say, fuck it and come clean churches with me. <laughs> you know, and the idea was, is I was going to quit GM this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to go all in. Mm -hmm. I just haven't. It's, I mean, it is terrifying because that's like when my low points like come, it's like, okay, what like in this free fall space, it's like, yeah, I have some money, but again, I don't know how I'm going to pay rent in like a week or so. But in the end, I know I always find a way. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that free fall of finding the next step is like the, oh shit, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think if you believe in yourself, and you you put the work in you can honestly do anything you want to do right and everything else is just a product of like hard work yeah i think that's what it is too because like everything i've done so far i keep showing up for myself and everything has just fallen into place like i went to that city council thing like with the church and i ended up meeting um somebody who's actually helping with the makata club who's running for city council and she's like oh we're gonna probably be passing crossing paths a lot and wow. then to like keep doing what I'm doing and posting my journey and just having somebody reach out to me and send me everything for like a variance and just to have like the Makata club like lined up as a perfect opening to have potentially like 15 possible clients yeah from the get-go and so I was like this 
doesn't happen. It just seems to be falling into place. I think your business would have been perfect. Like right before COVID. Yeah. Like right as COVID was hitting, they Mm -hmm. probably would have been like, yeah, we need to update the food code because this will help restaurants. Mm -hmm. But yeah, (laughs) well, it's still going to work. It's still going to work. It'll still work. I just think that like you would have had a better like start from like the public health standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. From like the officials, mm-hmm. they, they would be like, yeah, this is something we have to do. Right. But it's, I mean, like I said, everybody's been super supportive and yeah. a lot of them don't realize it's a restriction unless you work for Ingham County health or are familiar with the 2009 food code, <laughs> <laughs> which is very far and few between. Oh my gosh. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, you're doing it. You're still doing it. I'm doing it. it. Yeah, I'm not giving up because I see the end result and it's going to work. How, when was the first time you were on this podcast? Was that like a year ago? Yeah, I think a year ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So. And so you've been on like, this is your third or fourth time? Third with you. I did another one Tuesday or last week. Maybe it was Wednesday. And I have the, another one coming up Tuesday. Oh, and before Pod Meets World, I did meet with like another refill shop. And she runs Walking Lightly in Ferndale. And so she's also going to connect me with um, Make Food Not Trash, I think is what they're called, in Detroit. Oh, wow. Because I do also want to launch some zero-waste cooking classes with, like, four different themes, reducing food packaging, reducing food miles, um, finding more efficient ways of cooking, using less energy, and cooking with food scraps. And so that's actually what these people do. They go around and take the scraps from the kitchen uh-huh. And they have like professional people who can make meals and serve them to people. Wow. So. So when do you plan on doing something like that? She's going to send out an introduction email and um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Soonish. <laughs> cool. And uh, when you do do that, will that be on your website? Like how does that, how does, how does one sign up for that? Um, yeah, I'll probably do like some social media websites. I mean, I got to finish my website. <sighs> yeah, it'll yeah. be listed somewhere. I'll probably be like, Hey David, can I get back on your podcast to promote <laughs> this? <laughs> we can do it. Yeah. So something like that. So yeah, just keep following and yeah, more updates to come soon and hopefully bigger things in 2024. Awesome. I love it. Thanks for doing it, Kendra. Thanks. Uh, this was fun as always. Oh, as always. <laughs> I feel like I was exhausted during this and like just trying to mentally think of things, but I think it was fine. It's always yeah. fine. We always, always just fine. talk. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, we did it. We did it. We did it. We did Go it. run. <laughs> We're uh, an hour and two minutes in. All right. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Bye. See ya.